You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Nicholas Sargent. Nicholas tells the story of an awkward sexual encounter with an overzealous guy. Uh, this week I sat down with Jessica Hong. Jessica is a comic in Chicago, and uh, she just had a baby and tells the story of a um, an eventful postpartum shit. Here's Jessica Hong. Cool. So um, I just had a baby uh, five months ago now, and, you know... A lot of stuff happens with your body when you make another person. Um, and, you know, there's some that everybody tells you about that you're aware of. You know, like, you know you're going to pee all the time. If you're breastfeeding, you know your boobs are going to leak, and that's weird. Um, Do they leak all the time? Not all the time. <laughs> but, like, random? It, sometimes Does it leak when your period is funny? Well, no. no okay. it's <laughs> It depends. I mean, like, at the very beginning... Because the way the breast milk works, it's like a supply and demand kind of thing, they say. So, like, the more your baby eats, the more your body's like, I got to make more of this stuff. And sometimes your body just makes, like, a little bit more at certain times than you necessarily need for your baby. Or, like, you might not be prepared for it. So, like, at the very beginning when your body's kind of figuring out this balance, like, you just might start (laughs) leaking all over the place. Um, and like right now, my my baby's learning how to scream, which is pretty fun. <laughs> She's exploring her voice. Um, but when she screams, I'll start leaking. Oh, <laughs> like in that response. makes sense. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, it's kind of wild. That is, it's amazing. Yeah, I know. Our bodies are amazing. Our bodies are incredible. <laughs> um, anyhow, well, something that I was not braced for uh, was the poop stuff, um, <laughs> and particularly because like I ended up having to. Um, I ended up having to have a C-section, you know, 39 hours of labor. They thought, you know, maybe let's get that kid out of there. Not that there's anything wrong with having a C-section or planning one. Whatever way you get to get out, it's cool. There's so much judgment on mom stuff. You just have to give, like, little disclaimers for everything. Anyhow. (laughs) So I figured since, you know, I had the C-section that, you know, my my bits were more or less unscathed. And I didn't figure that much (laughs) there would be much issue there. However... Um, despite the fact that my bathroom is well equipped for pooping, we've got a bidet, a squatty potty. I saw your and squatty potty, and it's not a plastic one. Nope. For the listeners, it's made of wood, which That's is true. bamboo. What very fancy. What can I say? We we are very serious about <laughs> good poops. I highly recommend you poop here while you're I here will. at my house. <laughs> I, I invite mean, I invite all our guests. You don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> right before I leave, I'm gonna. <laughs> Please, I, I mean, it's a, it's a nice way to sample a bidet. Just sample a bamboo squatty potty without it. having to invest in one yourself, you know? Get it. Yeah. Anyhow, um, despite, you know, having avoided that, the, the joyful trauma of having a baby come out of that part of my body, um, I still had hemorrhoids, which I kind of actually think... Hemorrhoids are just, like, an inevitability in everybody's lives. I've been hearing that. Right. Especially I think, doing these podcasts, uh, I've heard that a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, think, well, if you haven't, you will. Yeah, <laughs> hemorrhoids happen. So, for those um, uninitiated, hemorrhoids are basically when your butthole falls out of your butt a little bit. Just a little bit. Like, don't, don't worry about it. Just a pinch. Just a little, just a little bit <laughs> of your butthole just goes out. 
and uh, it makes, you know, getting poop out of there more difficult, <laughs> you know? Oh, when you say it like that. Right. Um, and then that, that was also coupled by the fact that, you know, because I was in labor for so long, um, they didn't let me eat real food for, like, over, like, probably, like, 30 of those hours. Wait, seriously? Because you'll throw up? Why? Well, because they didn't know, because we tried to have the, the baby naturally, um, but in case you have the surgery, you have to keep your stomach oh. empty. So I was not even drinking water, just eating ice chips for 30 hours. And then after that, you know, you kind of have to ease your way back into regular food. So, um, you know, liquid stuff at first and then gradually to, to regular foods. Anyhow, um, I don't know if it was like the first week or the second week back home. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, anyhow, in, in either the first or the second week postpartum, when I was at home, I decided to treat myself to a breakfast of very healthy kashi cereal, um, which is great and high in protein, but also high in fiber, <laughs> which means that it makes your poops very solid. Um, and especially for my body, I was, my body was not prepared for that <laughs> solid of a poop. The only way that I know how to describe it is that the poop was too big for my butt. Oh my <laughs> like, God. it was right there. I knew that I had to, to poop the poop, but it was, there was no getting it out of there. I, I mean, with the hemorrhoid, with like the, you know, the compromised butthole, okay. with the fact that like. Just generally, I had been, you know, I'd been in surgery, so I recovered a little bit, but still had, you know, a giant scar and weaker muscles than I had. My, my muscles down there are already weak, you know, <laughs> I don't have abs, it's whatever. But, um, so here I am, I think that I'm taking a regular poop, it is not a regular poop, it is a poop much too large <laughs> for my butt. <laughs> Meanwhile, too, my sweet young baby starts wailing, and despite my husband being an excellent co-parent... And caretaker of my child. He does not have boobs. <laughs> that is a bummer. Yep. And so my... Maybe work on it. Right. I mean, <laughs> hey, I've been asking him every day <laughs> since we've had this kid, please put boobs. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm Anyhow, um, so here, you know, our new baby is screaming her guts out. Poor Papa has no idea what to do. Can't do anything because the only thing that she wants is my boobs. And I'm on the toilet. <laughs> With a, just a poop that is absolutely too large for my butt, but so painful. Like, I can't stop at this point, because it's, I, like, on the verge of coming out of my butt. I keep being reminded of the, uh, like, ten pounds of shit in a five-pound oh, sack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure what it felt like. Like, I don't know if you've ever been... You in, are this. Yeah, in um, Philadelphia, in the Mutter Museum. There, it's, like, a gross-out museum. Have you ever been there? I have not. You should. You could I do, like... Philadelphia. You should go to Philadelphia. You should go to the Mutter Museum. It's real gross. You could do kind of like a guided ladylike podcast tour. <laughs> I think it's a very on brand with. So Anyhow, one of the things that they had there is like the, the largest colon ever. Basically, somebody that was so backed up on poop that it was just like. It, Wait, they have. What? They, they, they have like. The colon? Yeah, like the. Like he died? Yeah. From being backed up? Yeah. Oh, God. And it is gigantic. <laughs> Just, like, she's big. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. Oh, my God. Uh, That's how I felt, is what I'm saying. I have a lot of questions about that, though, because, like, did he know he was dying from constipation and he uh, donated his body to science? How did he get it? Hold on. That's my question. Probably, probably, like, right before that, they're like, hey, can we have this? Yeah. (laughs) 
do mind if we keep that so in? I'm so sorry. Like, okay. <laughs> I think I so that. sorry you're going through this, but if you could keep it, that would be really cool. <laughs> this makes for a very good story. Okay. Anyhow, um, well, there's my baby oh, waking she's up. She's awake. Bubba, can you get the bibs? She's awake. She's awake. I knew that she was going to get on this podcast. She's very welcome on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, shoot, I forgot to start. She's awake. Anyhow. Um, so, where was I? Oh, big, big colon, big, big poop. Right. Doesn't fit. Yep. I'm on the toilet. Poop is clearly too big for my butt. My baby is screaming. Needs me. And I had also, like, previous to, like, going into labor, had read all of these books on natural childbirth, all of these accounts of midwives delivering babies and things that they've had to do for when babies were turned around, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of times the midwives have to just like reach their hands into a woman's uterus and, you know, pull the baby out. So I had this image fresh in my mind (laughs) and I realized I'm going to have to midwife my shit right now. (laughs) Like I, I mean, truly horrifying. (laughs) Not something that I, you know, I'm, I'm, on the one hand, I'm glad that I had that reference so that I had a solution. Because otherwise, I don't know what I would have done. But I had to reach my fingers oh my into my butt and literally pull out the very, very solid chunks of poop. Oh, and, and I mean, I mean, at least it wasn't like... I mean, because that's... It was so solid. Like, these things were, like, just rock hard. Like, calcified. Like, if you think about, like... Play-Doh that's been left out for at least, like, 12 Mm, to 14 hours. A bone-chilling image. Right. So, like, (laughs) not, like, rock hard, but also, like, not Play-Doh, right? So, it's not like it it wasn't... If I have to reach my fingers into my butt to grab a poop, at least it wasn't, like, like totally, like, you know, Mm. too mushy. (laughs) Anyhow, I had to deliver my poops. It was... There was no other way around it. It's what I had to do. Um... I mean, the nice thing is, too, because they were so solid, it's not like they were incredibly smelly, because they were just, like, <laughs> just so healthy, yeah. just really <laughs> solid poops. Um, and, yeah, I, I just, I had to reach my fingers in there, pull them out, and then obviously wash my hands very well, and take care of my <laughs> child. I'm depressed, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, the saddest part of this story is that it happened two more times. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I mean, like, it, I definitely avoided that cereal again, obviously. But, oh, I mean, just, get like, it out of the house. <laughs> yeah, just anything, like, too fibrous. It was just like, well, here we go, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it hasn't happened since many months, thank goodness. Okay. But Knock on wood. Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely no. three to four more times than I had anticipated <laughs> ever having to do that in my life. Did you ever consider turning the bidet on high and spraying oh, it out? Oh, I did. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I left out that detail. Like a I went, of water, like a pressure. I tried, it's like, I, I'm trying to, like, think of the image of, like, yeah. Like, I tried to break it apart like it was a fire hose. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a carnival game that does this, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you blow the balloon up right, through the clouds. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, I tried to do that. <laughs> it did not work. It always comes back to carnival stuff. I don't know how. Right, right. <laughs> Um, I tried that. I tried also to, like, avoid hand contact and use, like, a wet wipe to kind of, like, ease it out. Kind of just, like, <laughs> just, just... Come in there. <laughs> Come, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was after those attempts that I didn't, I didn't first thing go oh, yeah. fingers in the butt. That was for sure. 
later down the line. But yeah, yeah, that's that's my story. I, a natural I, birth of a turtle. <laughs> right, I, I midwifed a doo doo out of my own bed. Beautiful. Right, I know. I, I didn't get to have the experience of naturally birthing my child, so at least I have that. <laughs> So, at our live show, we put out um, paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike story. And so, these are stories from our audience. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, this one just says That time I was betrayed by a sneeze fart combo <laughs> in, in the lobby of the Ace Hotel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Betrayal? Kind of fancy. Yeah, and betrayal is right. If you've ever yeah. sharted, it feels like the <laughs> ultimate betrayal of like. Your butt. <laughs> I thought we were on the same team. <laughs> I thought I trusted you. <laughs> okay. Um, so over the summer, I went to San Fran. I don't know that they call it that. but And stayed in an Airbnb <laughs> on my last Saturday. Oh, Airbnb, period. On my last Saturday there, at about lunchtime, I peed a liter, a liter of water all over their garage. What? Did this Airbnb not have bathrooms? Um, <laughs> I tried to aim for a potted plant, but considering that it was fake and there wasn't actually soil in there (laughs) there was nothing to absorb the pee and it just went everywhere at least no one saw me still more ladylike than peeing in the street um i lived in new orleans before i was here in chicago and i both peed in a potted plant real one not fake and in the street and i'm gonna say neither one is particularly (laughs) i have like so many questions about this story though why was she peeing in the garage right um, I've definitely peed in a, um, I've definitely peed in a, to put the two together, mm-hmm. I was on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was by the street, sure. and I peed in the, uh, in the flower bed of a popular Logan Square restaurant <laughs> that I won't name, but I will say it rhymes with Schmevolution Schmerrery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think I just of you sat on it like it was a toilet. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's why potted plants work for that. It was not. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Not bad. No, yeah. not bad. It yeah. was like three in the morning. I don't think anyone saw, but I do wonder sometimes about the um like <laughs> any like uh, security footage <laughs> where or like if like, all of those plants stayed alive and there was yeah, just one <laughs> one dead plant. <laughs> um, okay, this one kind of ties into your story. Sure. Um, well, not exactly. Uh, Two words, perirectal abscess. In layman's terms, thank you, uh, a pus-filled lump on my butt crack. A doctor had to drain that shit. I had to miss school while it healed. Imagine me explaining that to my teachers. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean, I actually, my, to tie that story to my story, my cousin once thought that he had hemorrhoids, like, did the whole, like, um, suppository thing, had somebody, like, pop a little pill in his butt. To, like, take care of all of it. Um, and meanwhile, it was an ingrown hair. Oh, good. Yeah. Like, it's very, very ingrown hair. It is bad. I didn't even know hair could grow so deep in the butthole. Apparently. Anyhow. Um, something new <laughs> so this one is short. It just says, I vomited two cars, exclamation point, all o- and all over myself. So, I just, I want to know, like, is this, like, two cars total in your lifetime? Because if that's the case, it's not that much. But I like to think it was one, It must um, have been. Like, one spree. One trip. <laughs> like, I vomited in this car, I guess. I gotta get in another one. Whoops, barfed in that one. <laughs> yeah. 
That that happen. It happens. Yeah, I barfed all over myself in the car on the way to um, Limestone, where, oh, really? which is where we met. Yeah. Wait, why did you? Were you just sick? I was just car sick. Oh, you were. Oh no. I know. It was so sad, and I had just met like the other three people in the car. <laughs> it just felt just so terrible. <laughs> Everybody was real sweet about it, though. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. When I got my first period, I shrugged it off and went about my day free bleeding because at the time I had really bad eczema on my asshole and was used to seeing blood on my underwear. (laughs) I feel like this is such a, like, like when you're, like, older, you're like, well, yeah, I got eczema on my asshole. This was, like, a teen that was just like, what are you going to do? What a self-assured teen. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, baby. My baby is a Wow, stealing the show. Well, always. Stealing the show and she didn't even make a pee. <laughs> she might later. <laughs> um, Alright, uh, so I was a rookie at Lollapalooza, not yet a veteran. No one told me uh, that porta-potties ran out of toilet pi- paper by 4pm. No one told me to bring any of my own roll. No one told me. This is a lot of blame on other <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> No one told me to hold your shit till the end of the day. So there I was, squatting, wondering what to wipe with. And I remembered the flags people were handing out earlier at the entrance. <laughs> I reached into my fanny pack and pulled out some country that had red and green colors and saluted them and thanked <laughs> them for wiping my ass for me. <laughs> so this is either like Italy or Mexico or who else has red and green? That's all I can think of. Sure I literally, others. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I barely know geography. I really don't know the poem. Yeah, grazie, or, um, yeah. or, uh, gracias. Gracias, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I hope it was, I hope it was Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got them in bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they been through enough? <laughs> yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, this one, okay, this is another short suite. Got locked in the men's Taco Bell bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves a lot to the imagination. Yeah, I know. I mean, I guess I'd be more... De- I mean, I we could infer why that's so gross. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. What if the bathroom was spotless? Like, she's just really scared of small spaces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't you gross? Man, ew. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. And here's this one. I was swimming in a river in South America with my husband, and he had to take a shit. So he pulled down his shorts and shit in neck-deep water. His turds floated to the top and started circling around his face, and he couldn't escape. I love that this is not a thing gross thing that happened to you, but that your poor husband just <laughs> had to just wade around in his own doo-doo. I've never pooped in the water. I don't think I have either. I've peed in the water. I like the idea of it, but... Uh, oh, yeah, I've peed in the water. Oh, yeah, who hasn't peed in the water? <laughs> it's nice. You can't stop me from being in the water. No, I mean, like, that's what... I mean, it's going to hurt somebody. I, mean, <laughs> I always think I can, like, keep having a conversation and, like, play it out yeah. like, But, like, I have, like, a look on my face. <laughs> I was like, okay, we know you're peeing yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm, like, a little naughty. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Our live story comes from Nicholas Sargent. This was told in January of 2019. Here's Nicholas Sargent. Hello. Oh shit, guys, this this show's worse than WebMD. Like this is. 
Oh my god. Alright, well, I'm just gonna get out of the way. I'm gonna address the unaffordable sex change in the room. I am a trans woman. <laughs> You. I am brave. Thank you so much. Um, uh, and I know what you're all thinking. And yes, I have one. And no, I don't tuck it. I just let it hang free and take up space. She persisted. I love that joke. Um, um, it's, yeah, it's weird, and I, and I wouldn't just tell like a room for, you know, but you're all my best friends, actually. You're not a room full of strangers. Like, you're a room full of my best friends, right? You're my best friend, right? I need this, you're my best friend, right? Um, I wouldn't normally just tell a room full of people about, you know, all this. But um, it's pertinent to the story I will tell, but it's weird, it's very vulnerable to be up here and talking about uh, my body. It's something that trans people are not really equipped to do. Um, we're not taught how to talk about trans bodies or have them, um, and so it's very weird. You know, it's, I've already alluded to having a penis. Um, you know, I understand like it's a room full of mostly women, and you know, pieces can be a little, little shocking. Um, but if it helps, just imagine like like a cherry blossom in an anime, just like pink and soft and just like <laughs> so delicate, feminine. Sorry, I'm making myself laugh. Um, but yeah, so it's, but, and you know what? Uh, here at Ladylike, this is what we do. We talk about lady dicks. Because that's feminism now. And if you leave, you look like a bigot. So joke's on you. I'm gonna tell you a story that's not so much gross, well, I mean, men are gross, but it's, it's about men being gross. Um, I'm sorry, Jen, take pictures of me, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna naturally stand like this. Um, <laughs> so about, like, it was last year, it was during the summer, uh, I had just broken up with my boyfriend of two years. Yeah, no clap for that? Okay. Um, yeah, trust me, it deserves a round of applause. Uh, um, thank God he's not here. Um, and, you know, I was on the Tinder and the OkCupid and the Bumble. Just you know, trying to get out there. Please God. Um, and I met a very handsome man and uh, took me out on a date and then we didn't have sex because I'm a lady. 
and then we had a second date, and we did have sex, because I'm not approved. <laughs> so he takes me to best intentions, and like, you know, we're having fun, and he like buys me cocktails, and I have like five, and... Because <laughs> I'm a waitress, so if you're buying the cocktails, I'm running your bill up. That's just a note for all of you. Any of you want to date me. Um, and he's very much a gentleman. Like, <laughs> sorry, I'm so distracted. I started watching Gossip Girl again. And there is this episode, I'm sorry, this is not part of the set. There is this episode where Serena's wearing this necklace that, I mean, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, 2010, we weren't holding it together. <laughs> like, I mean, this neck, I mean, it was chunky. Like, it was like... Sorry, I, I just... Season four, episode 11, okay? Like, you all... And really, Blair was the fashion icon. Of the show. Sorry, sorry, okay, I'm done. So we go out. I mean, guys, I was wearing like a cute dress, and I was wearing like a like a sandal, like a huge one. I was like, my hair was big, it was longer. I was like, oh, I'm like Carrie Bradshaw, and she's like, I'm such a Carrie. I'm not a Carrie. Um, Charlotte, unabashedly. I'm a good friend like Samantha, but I have like, I'm a Charlotte, like, why am I talking about women focused still in just, um, so we go out and, um, you know, like I said, I had five cocktails, and so I'm like, well, I just live around the corner, in a three-story walk-up, let's go, um, we get up there and so we start fooling around and you know we're getting we're getting undressed and I mean he he got into position like a high school wrestler like oh okay well I okay well I guess I know what my role is um, and his business it was like. I can't do it in the skirt, but it was like, I mean, it was legs up. Um, not a gentleman anymore. And so I'm like, okay, this wasn't agreed upon before, but he's really adamant about it. And, and who am I to take away his joy? You know what I mean? This man has so little of it. And... And you know, like, when you start having sex with someone and you respected them, and then they start talking when they're horny and you're like, oh. <laughs> uh, you're just a dumb, dirty little slut, huh? You don't know what you want. You're just like... Meow. 
put on a condom, because I'm responsible, and a Charlotte. And, um, start fucking the shit out of him. And, um, and then he, mid, you know, like, like, just, like his laser in the air, like such a compromising position. He yells out with complete conviction. I'm never going back to pussy again. Excuse me? First of all, I might get one of those one day, so I will share the Kickstarter link with all of you after the show. You know, like, I wouldn't mind one. Like, like I want to know what like, Amy Schumer's talking about, you know what I mean? Like, it's fun. Seems really fun after seeing this show. Um, thing that's the most upsetting about that is that he expects me to come after that as if I'm not stifling laughter <laughs> because before I respect myself as a woman I'm a comic <laughs> and that shit was funny as shit so then I'm just like going through the, and okay, I'm not saying that I'm a better actress than Meryl Streep, however, <laughs> that is a role she has never had. And so I'm just saying, if you can piss. <laughs> so then I, you know, I'm like, I did, you know, I'm just saying not just cisgender women have to fake orgasms, okay? <laughs> That's a universal experience, ladies. So I'm like, uh, you know, just like, trying to make it as believable as possible, which is, which is to then just like reenact how men do it in porn. Just like, uh, just like, he fell for it. <laughs> Oh, also, I completely forgot. Uh, I was completely shocked. Upon entrance, um, uh, I mean that thing just slid right on. I'm not. And I'm not shaming him because, like, it's like my butt. My butt was like. It's like Area 51. Like, there's only a few people who really is knowing what's going on inside of there. Like. Not a ton of entry. Um, yeah, I love your face. It's just like, like, I'm so worried for you. You trans is being hard, but not this hard. Like, um, so then I have to do like the whole thing, and, and then, um, then he's like. Put the condom on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So I have to pretend to not hear that and just like Kobe that bad boy and just cut me to the <laughs> You're like, oh what, I'm sorry, I'm so dumb, stupid bitch, I didn't hear you. <laughs> I might be topping you, but I'm still like a lady about it. <laughs> Brain is so small. <laughs> stated I did not. <laughs> so I'm just lying there in complete disgust with him, with myself, with the state of like interpersonal relationships as humans. Just like we can just say we can say anything to each other, can't we? Like anything. Just like we don't have to have a filter apparently. <sighs> So, and I think, well, you're gonna stay over. He leaves me at 3 a.m. <laughs> Haven't we all? Um, and he leaves, and I'm just lying there, just like feeling dirty, and <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> So he leaves, and then the next day he goes, I just had the best time, and I deleted his number. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys, you were awesome. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Jessica Hong, uh, every single Monday at G-Man Tavern. It's the best night ever. So it's a very free show. Starts right around 9 o'clock. Come through. It's great. And of course, uh, Fridays and Saturdays at the Lincoln Lodge. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LadylikeChicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week.